To, to understand today's gospel, it is very important that we understand the context in which it was written. Herod Antipas was the Roman-appointed leader of that area, and he decided that he was going to embark on a building program that would probably be his, uh, you know, monuments like a pyramid uh, that would, he would be remembered by forever. One of them was uh, um, a city, it's difficult to pronounce, I have to read it, it's called Sepphoris. It was on the Mediterranean coast, and his father had built this, he was rebuilding it in honor of his father. And then he was going to build another one, uh, by he called Tiberius, after the emperor in Rome, the emperor Tiberius in Rome, and he was building a city in his honor, and that was by Lake Genezareth as well. They were not very far apart from each other, maybe 20 or 30 miles. But what happened was they were like a vacuum. Everything was being sucked up into the building of these two cities. And that meant that there were huge taxes placed upon the people. It was a time of great social upheaval at the time of Christ and something that Christ lived through. So it was like as if everything in between has become like a desert. It was like nothing was happening there except slavery. But in these two cities, there was great wealth, there was a concentration of the ruling elite, um, there was opulence, um, rich people, rich food, power, corruption, and everything bad that goes in that way. And then all the people, the ordinary people, were living dreadful lives. They were barely getting by after paying up to 80% of their crop on taxation to build these cities. Now what happened for most of them, those that had a small piece of land ha had enough to survive just barely to get by on. But for the vast majority, they lost their land because if the father in the household, who had to be very strong and really hard worker to be able to till the land, if he got sick or died, then his wife, his children, would be destitute. And they had to live their lives by either, uh, I have to be careful, there are children present here, but you know, for, for ladies, not in a good way if you get my drift, or by begging. And there were crowds of people who had to go around to, from place to place, begging, seeking alms, and, 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 and even selling themselves and their children into slavery. So life was incredibly difficult for the poor people. And then we have Jesus Christ coming around, and he spent 99% of his time with these people, bringing them good news, bringing them healing, bringing them peace, bringing them encouragement. He was very much on their side because he wanted them to know that God is in on their side as well. And then we have today's story where Jesus moves into, takes a diversion 
into the city where Zacchaeus is. Now he is on his way up to Jerusalem, but he goes into this town and this village. And when he gets there, obviously the ordinary people, the poor people, the beggars, those who are living in slavery, they were absolutely, they've heard about him. They were delighted that he was coming into their village. And they couldn't wait to meet him and to hear what he had to say. Now what is remarkable is, can you imagine their reaction when Jesus turns his attention to the one person that everybody not only hated, they despised. Because he was not only a tax collector, he was not only responsible for all their suffering, he was the chief one. So they were oozing with resentment and righteous anger towards this person who has caused all of this problem in their lives. And then Jesus engages with him and then he says to him, Zacchaeus, I must stay in your house today. I must come and have food with you and have a meal with you. Now imagine if something like this had happened to your children, to your grandchildren, to anyone that you know and loved. I'm sure you too would have been very, very angry in your own life. And what was Jesus getting at? He was getting at two things which do not bring life to us, that steal our dignity from us. And that is guilt and resentment. And there is nobody, nobody that is not touched by either guilt or resentment. Zacchaeus the tax collector believed that he could find fulfillment, that he could find peace and joy in, in being independent of God that he could walk away from God and live his life without God in his life, just like the prodigal son, the first son. He could go and satisfy himself and live as a human being, irrespective of God's teaching or God's presence in his life. And he did a good job at that. He was a very successful tax collector, so successful that he lived, he became the chief tax collector, which was a huge rank in its day. So he had slaves, he had put poor people off their land, he had forced them to, to farm a cash crop in which even they couldn't even feed their poor, their children from it. He had loaned money, stolen land, he had oppressed the people terribly, but he's accumulating more and more wealth and prestige and power all of the time. And he was of the belief that he could find happiness, that he could find greatness, that he could find everything that he desired by himself and through himself. He lived a life independent from God and didn't see any need for God in his life. But he 
sought God in many other different places. And he obviously eventually could see, and we see in the Gospel of today, the cross he was carrying was the cross of guilt. And it can happen to any of us when we seek truth, when we seek uh, happiness and fulfillment in other things that are not of God. Even more dangerous than that, and much more sinister, was the crowd. And notice that the crowd blocked Zacchaeus from meeting God. And what they were filled with was that of resentment. And it is much more difficult. Resentment is very sinister. And it is much more difficult to, to get at getting rid of resentment than it is of guilt. Because resentment eats into the core of our being. It drags us down. And it drags down other people as well. It, 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 is, it is very divisive and it's very corrosive. And resentment makes you tough on yourself, but it makes you even tougher on other people as well. There is no gentleness, there is no kindness, there is no tolerance or understanding if you are filled with resentment. There is only judgment and condemnation. And that is why they were so quick when they caught the woman in adultery, instead of having some compassion on her, maybe she had lost her husband and her kids were hungry and she had to sell herself off to somebody, they were so quick to stone her to death. People who are filled with resentment are tough people, harden themselves and harden other people as well. And what was Jesus doing in all of this? He turned to Zacchaeus, he saw him up the tree, and said, I must come to your house today. It's a very beautiful line. I must come so that my consciousness, what I live on, may be something that you live on. And what did Jesus live on above anything else? And what was he going up to Jerusalem for? To reveal who God is, and God is forgiveness. And that God delights in giving forgiveness. And all forgiveness begins with God. And God is a fount of forgiveness. And the only way we can, any, no human being can forgive another, especially if the wound is very deep. And that is why the only way and the only place that forgiveness begins is with God and in our relationship with God. That's where it begins. And it's beautifully shown on the cross in the crucifixion. That's where God is showing us his very face, is that of forgiveness. So when Jesus says, I must come to your home, it is what he's saying to each one of us, I must come to your home so that you can receive the forgiveness that I offer in God's name, so that you will be free from any guilt or resentment in your life. And then you become my disciple, just as Zacchaeus became his disciple, by righting the wrongs of everything he had done, by committing himself to a more just life.
So my friends, we have to be very careful in, in, in our lives that that resentment and guilt, particularly resentment, can become our way of life and how destructive it can be. Rather, we should be trying to welcome Jesus into our life and listen to that invitation, I must come to your home. That is an invitation he is giving to each one of us in the gospel of today. He's saying, I want to come to your home so that you will have an experience, my consciousness, my understanding, my experience of God as the God of forgiveness so that it can enter into you and that you can have God's forgiveness in your life and that you can share that forgiveness and release other people as well that we make forgiveness a way of life because God himself delights in forgiveness.